0: Welcome to the manor.
1: Welcome back to the Twin Terrors, macabre manor of mead, metal,
0: and mayhem. I'm Jody. I'm James. And whenever five or six English-speaking people meet around a fire on Christmas Eve, they start telling each other ghost stories. Nothing sa- Wait. Wait. This seems really familiar. Yeah. <laughs> it's a quote have quote. read that before? <laughs> a quote from Jerome K. Jerome out of his Told After Supper, and I think I read this last year. You may have.
1: That, that, that would year. require going back and listening to last year's episodes. <laughs> it would. And I did. And I know
0: I did. And I'm doing this on purpose. <laughs> oh, oh, okay. Well, in that case, never mind. <laughs> How do you like my acting chops? Uh, yeah, yeah, that's great. <laughs> Good job there, Macbeth. <laughs> I, 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 I mean, wow, that was really cool. <laughs> <laughs> you, you had us all fooled. <laughs> uh, I, I did get the book though uh since last year it's told oh, after cool. supper it's a real quick easy 50 some page the version i got is 50 pages i mean you know different sizes of pages would mean different true yeah. but you know it's, it's it's a nice read it's fun the, the guy's very humorous it actually is satirical a bit about the english christmas type of things but they're decent ghost stories for victorian era type ghost stories it's pretty nice i liked it cool cool i just want to throw I that out there because it's mentioned last year uh, was the Ghost of the Blue Chamber one of the stories? Yes. It was. Ah,
1: that was. That's in the book that I um, that I was uh, that I'm reading right now. I just haven't got to it yet.
0: Nice. It's probably the uh, last chapter in the book. Uh, it's the best story too. Uh, that's okay. the one I'm sending you pictures of the other day. <laughs> oh, cool, 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 awesome. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it matches up <laughs> with some of our Halloween stuff where we talked yeah. about cock crowing and the sun rising and stuff. Yeah. And, and what's not and what's not yeah and, and obviously when you die you get to smoke the spirit of all the pipe tobacco that you smoked when you're living so we're gonna have to do some catching up so we have plenty of pipe tobacco Ooh, when we haunt people yeah <laughs> <laughs> but it's good and uh i've got another one here that jody actually sent me a picture of i don't know if i would have seen it and you have these too right the the valancourt book of victorian christmas ghost stories Yes, I I actually have all three volumes. I,
1: as far as I know, there's only the three. That's um, all I know. I have not had a chance to get into these yet, but uh, I'm, I'm I, looking yeah. forward to it.
0: I probably won't until after Thanksgiving. And so we're going to talk about a couple specific ones. Yeah. Uh, but uh, were there uh, – I've got a, – a, well, here, you know what? Screw it. I'm going to go first. Ha, ha, ha. Okay, go <laughs> ahead. Go ahead. <laughs> uh, Martin Freeman, who we all know from Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy and Lord of the Rings as Bilbo from the Bilbo things and Sherlock. Yeah. And everything. Yeah, uh, uh, Marvel. He's he's been in some of the
1: Marvel movies.
0: So, uh, Ghost Stories. He's a. It's about a year or two old movie. A uh, uh-huh. Guy who debunks things, but from what I've seen, it's it's actually kind of creepy. It looks like a nice British folk horror movie. I am gonna have to check that out
1: because I like him as an actor anyway. I Ever yeah. since. I First saw Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy. You know, I was like, this guy's pretty good. And, <laughs> and and then when they announced that he was going to be Bilbo in the the Hobbit trilogy, I went, well, he does befuddled Englishman very well. So yeah. yes, <laughs> he does. He'll, he'll be perfect. And then they 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 announced him for the Marvel stuff, and they said which character he was playing, and I said, hey, he's playing another befuddled character. Great. <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> he wasn't as befuddled in the Marvel stuff though. That was kind of surprising. They changed the character a little bit.
0: <laughs> no, and he's in the uh, Cornetto trilogy, the the Shaun of the Dead. And, oh uh, yes anyway, so, and it usually has smaller parts in the first two uh hot fuzz and Shaw the dead but yeah in and, and the in and the third one into the world he's got a fairly big part and he's I, slightly big-tall <laughs> that's the
1: one i haven't seen out of those it's good i, I like i like all three a lot so and
0: uh, other than that i think the only other one i really am planning on watching because it's a, a ghost story english type of thing and it's full core Mm-hmm. Uh, although it's probably more appropriate in the fall, I just didn't get a chance to watch it. But it's uh, the Living and the Dead, starring the, the the guy who played Merlin in the Merlin series, Colin Colin something something, Colin Morgan. Okay. Um. But it's a BBC show. Six episodes, really good. I wish they would have renewed it because they had a really good cliffhanger that would have kicked ass. But huh. uh, Oh well. Well, what are you gonna do? <laughs>
1: um. um so, well, I was just
0: I wanted to unless you had more. No, just I was just gonna say that. We all know how much jody and i prefer the folk type of horror psychological and then that's you know yeah. probably way more accurate with the christmas ghost story type of things than the new slasher stuff but yes
1: yeah i um what i, what I was going to say what i've been reading um i haven't really thought about watching anything yet um i really should look into the ones you've talked about and <laughs> <laughs> look uh to try to find some other stuff but um The book I've been reading, which um, actually has the two things we're going to talk about here in a minute, is uh, Ghosts of Christmas Past, and it's edited by Tim Martin, and I I also got this off of Amazon, or I, yeah, yeah, that's, that's way I wanted to say, that I also got this off of Amazon. (laughs) (laughs) Easy for Um, you to say. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, so how how do you like the book so far? Uh, So far, pretty good. Um, I've read, uh, let me see how many I've read here, three, just three, four, technically, yeah. Um. Oh, that's the wrong, that's the wrong bookmark, dumbass. <laughs> um, yeah, four, four. But yeah, so far, um, so far I'm enjoying it. Um, now this one's not all Victorian stuff. Some of the stuff's more recent. Uh, yeah, another, and one of the ones I read, I was, I was like, that's definitely a more recent story because it used the word fuck. <laughs> and I'm like, that wasn't a Victorian story. <laughs>
0: I'm glad our drinking games does not consist of when we cuss. <laughs> Never make it through an episode. You <laughs> would not. Hey, do you know who uh, who might know when fuck started to be written down and used a lot? Um, philologists. Fucking philologists.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> uh, nicely done. Yes. And I had the drink. And would you like to know what I'm drinking tonight? Um, sure, yes. I'm going to tell you anyway. I figured. Uh, because we're talking about Christmas ghost stories, which is a very English thing. And the two things we're doing tonight is English, are, yes. are English. Yes. Samuel Smith's Winter Welcome. Ah. I don't have anything that's cool enough yet that I can drink that's
1: Christmassy. But yeah, that, that Samuel Smith stuff's really good.
0: Oh, yes. 30th anniversary of their Winter Welcome, too.
1: Oh, nice. Yeah,
0: brewed it. brewed it. Yorkshire's oldest brewery. Blessings of your heart, you brew good ale, William Shakespeare.
1: Yeah. I'm, I'm having a shipyard pumpkinhead ale so that I can finish this off. It's <laughs> Nice. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, still, still end of the year, holiday kind of stuff. So,
0: well, technically Thanksgiving would be a decent time for pumpkin spice ales, also. You know. Yeah, uh, yeah, they, and
1: we're we're recording this shortly
0: before Thanksgiving, so. Yeah, so we're, you're fine, and yeah. even if and nobody else thought you were, fuck them. Just <laughs> <It's> your beer. <laughs> <laughs> we, all, we all drink what we want when we want. If you all want to yeah. drink your summer sippers in the middle of winter go for it yeah well should we move on and? yes let's all right then which one would you like to do first my good gentleman um well
1: i was saying uh i was saying yeah i was saying <laughs> what are you I was, talking about mr drummond i was uh, uh i was thinking we should do this story by mr james we I, should, mean, I, I mean i mean mr james oh no. <laughs>
0: Uh, he's okay too. <laughs> yeah. Oh, what is that? Montague, Montague uh, Rhodes, uh, something like that. Yeah, I, I remember because um, I listened to our episode from last year a few days ago. <laughs> yeah, Montague <laughs> is right. I think it's Rhodes. I, I believe you are correct. Wonderful English author, born 1862, died 1936. Yes, and it
1: is apropos that we are doing this story this year. Because this is the, yeah, this is the hundredth anniversary of the publication of the story.
0: That is correct. And I know that because Jody told me a couple days ago. Yeah. (laughs) And which story? So I know in our previous episode, I'd mentioned a couple of my favorites. The as is is my my favorite by him, but he does great ghost stories and stuff. And which one is this? This is the story. Literally this, that's, that's how it starts. The story of a disappearance and an appearance. Very good. It's just, it's it letters. Letters a gentleman yeah. wrote to his brother, mm-hmm. telling him that he went to go check on his uncle because his uncle had been missing. Yes. And it, it takes the form of letters. Yeah. Yeah. That start um, on December twenty second and goes through
1: Christmas. Uh huh. Yes. Um, eighteen thirty seven actually is the, is the year it takes place. Does. Yes. Starts um, like great it's, crystal in excess. Excess. Yes. S-X. Excess. <laughs> <laughs> yes xmas hey, he does make you that's a good point this was written in 1919 and he makes a point he makes point of using xmas at one point in one of the letters He does. Um so yeah everybody who says that you know is hasn't been used until recently is full of shit
0: <laughs> that's correct remember it's just the chi it, x is a big yes. chi from the greek letters for christmas so it's cool yes I, and it, it takes place in a village
1: uh known only as b now i I, i've always wondered this do you know why they would do this i have a
0: i have a uh does it actually no 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 sorry look at it okay it gives the name of the place he stays but not right
1: yeah yeah the the, the inn or whatever that he stayed in which was uh, what king's head i think king's head yeah
0: yeah it's funny because it actually gives the name of the town he starts in which is great in essex but then yeah, yeah he just goes to b and i don't know poe does that a lot too
1: did that a lot yeah and i don't know well and considering when these when these letters took place it makes sense that he would use that convention uh if you just give the first letter of, of the the town and and he actually um he makes a point the author of the letters only used his initials so he doesn't know who the guys who wrote them
0: and uh, the brother, yes we should yeah, say th- that that this is actually mr james talk the the author is talking he, he says in the beginning that he has these letters from this guy yeah. so and then the letters are written by the guy so the letters in the story are written by a guy but that's not the author of the story <laughs> yeah and he he never gives
1: the last name because he only refers to the brother by a first name and and the uh he says that the letters were given to him as they were and that the envelopes were missing so he doesn't have a return address he doesn't have a mailing address he so he doesn't know who they were written by and that the, you know the the brother's name was robert
0: i i kind of dig that it almost almost makes it seem like it's real and they're trying to be all sneaky and tricksy like hobbits is yeah but but i assume they do it just because then they get to use a letter and Mm -hmm. because sometimes it seems to me like they're actually trying to make it seem like it's real and this way nobody can check up on it even though i don't think they actually think people are going to think it's real
1: true that's a good point
0: (laughs) there's something like
1: yeah. But well, I just I always I always wondered if it was just one of those things of I, I don't want to put this in a real city, so I'm going to make up a, a town, but I'm not going to give the town tam- the, the the town a full name because then you know people will go well that place doesn't really exist and you know yeah. back in the and he does point out several times that um, he's going to try and join his brother for Christmas his brother and his brother's family and uh, but you know he's it just depends on how long this search for their uncle is going to take.
0: Yeah, he's really nice, too. He sends money for the children, for his nephews and nieces to have, and he says, and don't let them spend any of this on buying me a present. Yes.
1: Very nice. Yeah. yeah. So I guess the uncle was the uh, rector at the local village church.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I've even got notes here. Like, it sounds like he's the priest or rector or something, and yeah. because it doesn't tell you right away, but it talks about you know, that, that type of thing. And, and, yeah. yeah. Then later on you do find out, yeah, that, that's definitely, definitely him. Yes, and and he was not (laughs) well-liked, even though he was the rector. (laughs) Yeah, it doesn't sound like he's well-liked, but it sounds like people liked him giving the the homilies and doing the actual church services, Yeah. but yeah, the the guy who's underneath him gives the Christmas service, uh, nobody seems to really appreciate it or like it, so even if the uncle wasn't liked, he did a good job of at least being the minister, pastor, rector. Yeah, yeah. I had to look up what a
1: rector actually did. So
0: <laughs> That I actually have so many notes here of things I just looked up because, you know, you got talks about wore his bands. That's that little yeah. neck where neckerchief thing. And and just all oh, sorts of things that I, I was had to look up. I was going to look that up. So what are the bands? Yeah. If you've watched Monty Python, the, to harken back to those episodes, you, you've seen some episodes, judges would also wear them back in the day, judges, lawyers, clergy. And they're just these, Almost like a neckerchief that Freddie Jones wears in Scooby Doo, that Fred wears. Oh,
1: oh, 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 um, ascot.
0: Yeah, but but it's not quite as ascotty. It more hangs down like two pieces, and it's more formal. And you see it all. It's not tucked in. Oh, okay, okay, interesting. Yeah, I've got so many notes in here. <laughs> I yeah, I, I th-
1: that one I meant to look up and forgot to. I I did look up though because he. He tells his brother that he's uh, getting assistance from the the Bow Street men, uh, but they're not able to find anything. And I had to look up what the Bow Street men were, and that would be the Bow Street Runners, Bow Street in London, and at that time in in the 1800s, it with with uh, police, and the the Bow Street Runners were a volunteer police force,
0: kind well, of like London's line, first formal-ish police force, right? I think so. Yeah. Yeah, I, I had to look that up too because it mentions them a couple times. I'm like, I gotta see who these dudes are. Yeah,
1: yeah, because I'd never, I had never heard of them, but I kind of, I, I guess it predates Scotland Yard. So.
0: Yeah, and I mean, it started in 1749, and they ended in 1839, just a couple years after the story supposedly takes place. Oh, okay, yeah. So it's, it's something we probably wouldn't have heard about.
1: Well, maybe that's why they disbanded because they couldn't help this guy find his uncle.
0: That was it. Screw yeah. these fuckers. <laughs> <That's-> <laughs> It's not a quote from the story. <laughs> uh, no.
1: <laughs> so uh, something else I had to look up was a bag man.
0: Ah, ha ha Me too.
1: <laughs> um, and, and it's not, I, I guess it's not just a British term, but I, I wanted to make sure I got the, the correct meaning for the term because I guess we do
0: use it here in the U.S. And that uh, one I knew. I knew what the U.S. bag yeah. man was, which is a, a criminal, a, a, some sort of burglar type of helper guy.
1: But, but was the, he in the, England yeah, at the time? <laughs> at, in England? Well, I, there, I did find that there could be a couple of different ones in England at this time, too. I, I think what this guy was supposed to be was a traveling salesman. That but was it could thought. also be somebody. Yeah, it could also be somebody who runs errands. So basically an errand boy. But instead of a boy, it's a man. So
0: This is an older guy, and he saw things yeah. as he was traveling through the countryside. So that's why I assume he's a, a traveling salesman yeah. also. yeah. In fact, he, he talks about nothing to tell suspicious characters, tramps, wandering sailors, or gypsies, to give you an idea yes. of what terms they used.
1: <laughs> but he tells the guy who wrote the letters about a traveling Punch and Judy show that he had seen. And he says, you know, look for the one that's uh, under, the, I guess, under the names of Kidman and Gallop. And that's kind of important later on. So I had to, I I had an idea what Punch and Judy show was, or what Punch and Judy were, but I, I wanted to look it up just to, to better orient myself with it a little bit uh, so if you don't know what it is it's a puppet show it's been around since it's been around in england since the 1600s around the time of the restoration so after crap what is it they called it? What, what it after after cromwell dies and and charles ii was it charles ii yeah yeah after that it's after they restore the monarchy and uh so the the punch and Punch and Judy's puppet show starts um, and actually it starts in Italy um, is where it came from but when it, when it is imported into England they, they change it up a little bit and they make it definitely more English
0: oh it's English <laughs> oh yeah
1: So, um, to give you an idea of Punch if, if you're an Iron Maiden fan and you're a fan of Bruce Dickinson's solo albums the cover for his album Accident of Birth has a Punch puppet on it so the the jester with the or he's dressed as a jester and he's got the club and he basically goes around bonking people on the head with the club. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's a really simplistic version of what goes on but
0: <laughs> did, did he um, say did the traveling salesman the bagman say the name? I thought yes. the name came yeah later. No, he he I
1: thought the – because I thought he told him to look for that one because, because the Toby dog in that particular performance was really good. That's what the guy was really on about. Yeah, and I had, to look up,
0: I had to look up what a Toby dog was. But I thought that the names – like those you names that, you just gave came in, in – something we'll talk about in a second and was only – yeah, at the very end. Yeah, the, the name – no, the, the name they gave was Foresta and Krapiggy oh okay okay so the the bagman didn't ever give the name he just said it's a really oh, okay. good well i got a, that note wrong it's a capital yeah. punch and judy show and and said it's the best toby dog which is an actual live dog they would do. so punch and judy are are puppets yeah you know it's usually one guy maybe two for somebody to help do things you know take the money but yeah it's a live dog <laughs> <laughs> Dude, who would interact and sometimes interact well and sometimes not yeah Just a a white dog with black spots, and he'd have a little red and white fluffy collar. (laughs) (laughs) Not always used
1: so much now from what I've understood. That uh, is also what I understand.
0: Yeah. I did also, and I I know some of Punch and Judy. I knew a little bit. Like, I remember the bat and stuff and, you know, Punch beating the crap out of people. Although, I don't think I ever realized he actually killed people until (laughs) I looked this up. Right. Um, But uh, the devil can actually be a character. Yes. And uh, if you know Queen, the band, their most popular uh-huh. song, "Scaramouche, Scaramouche," will you do the fun thing? Scott, Mr. Scaramooch Scott is a Punch and Judy character. He, uh, he, gets, he gets beaten for yeah. cowardice when he... Every, each character doesn't always have to appear. They kind of do a little bit, you know, on the fly. Right. But yeah, Mr. Scaramouche is a character who's sort of a flirtatious Lethario, but then he gets... Beaten up for cowardice later on. So I'm yeah. assuming that's where uh, Freddie and the boys got the the lyric for that. Could be.
1: I'm um, now I'm kind of wondering if Bohemian Rhapsody isn't all about a punch and Judy thing. Damn it! Now I'm gonna have to look that up. <laughs> uh, kind um, of a <laughs> <laughs> uh, speculation on our part, there Let's just say that <laughs>
0: um, right? Now. Yes. Yeah. And it's it's interesting because. The actual Punch and Judy will be later. But after he's told about this, the guy mm-hmm. has a dream about a Punch yeah. and Judy. And so right now you're thinking, well, this isn't much of a ghost story. The guy's uncle's missing. Oh, big deal. Right. The dream to me was where it first got really nightmarish creepy.
1: Yes. And that's, yeah, in the dream.
0: And that that was where
1: the name Kidman and Gallup came up, right?
0: No. No. Uh, yeah. uh, wait, 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 wait because yes. it came up yes. yeah because it because he yes. recognized the name That's when right. he saw it yeah that is you are correct see i'd find my note because i also yes. have see. things all, all over the damn place yes yeah. in the dream it's it's called that yeah and it's a it's a surreal dream Oh,
1: <laughs> and kind of creepy and it was like i was like <laughs>
0: yeah this is yeah <laughs> yeah when you read it there's this big thing that goes around if you're in the folklore or like english type of eeriness on the, the eeriness of the English countryside, the sort of sad, mm-hmm. eerie, how the English countryside just has this feel. And yes. when you read these paragraphs in the dream, you will get what's going on in that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, it talks about groves of trees and the gentle slope of the hill, and, and it's just amazing. But if you'll bear with me for a moment, <clears throat> I shall get my Shakespeare on. Get off me, Will. It's not what I meant. <laughs> Uh, but no, I, I am just going to read a small bit. And so the dream starts kind of spooky. It ends even spookier. This piece I'm going to read sort of an in-between mm-hmm. spooky. So okay. uh, but watching the Punch and Judy show in the dream mm-hmm. and punches going around, smacking people. And then the story goes, but with all of them, I came to dread the moment of death, the crack of the stick on their skulls, which in the ordinary way delights me. Had hear a crushing sound, as if the bone was giving away, and the victims quivered and kicked as they lay. The baby. It sounds more ridiculous as I go on. The baby, I'm sure, was alive. Punch wrung its neck, and if the choke or squeak which it gave were not real, I know nothing of reality. The stage got perceptibly darker as each crime was consummated, and at last there was one murder which was done quite in the dark, so that I could see nothing of the victim, and took some time to effect. It was accompanied by hard breathing and horrid muffled sounds, and after a punch came and sat on the footboard and fanned himself and looked at his shoes, which were bloody, and hung his head on one side and sniggered in so deadly a fashion that I saw some of those beside me cover their faces, I would gladly have done the same. Yeah. And and you
1: know something's really wrong there? I mean, you know, just outside of the fact of you can literally hear the skulls cracking and the baby squeaking. <laughs> the baby squeaking. Um, the fact that he actually sees Punch's feet because Punch is a hand
0: puppet. A hand puppet behind <laughs> the screen. You know, yeah, you never see. <laughs> yeah, you shouldn't be seeing legs. <laughs> <laughs> but it's good that he has them because in the next part, he needs them. <laughs> yes. Oh, yeah, if, if yeah. If you like that, you'll yes. love this whole... Yeah, it's, yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. Really nice.
0: Although I had to look up and see what uh, sealed and wafered meant at the end of this letter. This is letter three out of the four.
1: Yeah,
0: and it, it's just a sealed, oh, sealed wafer, which is an adhesive disc. Yeah, right. yeah. That
1: that I actually caught, which is probably why I didn't make a note about it.
0: <laughs> I kind of assumed. <laughs> like, oh yeah, I know what
1: that is. <laughs> yeah. So I guess the next day it w- was Christmas Day, and that's uh, that's when this uh, uh, Kidman and Gallup performing, performing troupe came into town
0: yeah so real quick I like mm-hmm. uh before we get there because that's that's one of the best parts it talks about uh Mr. Bowman who was the the I guess the innkeeper yeah uh, he goes Mr. Bowman had I think been keeping Christmas <laughs> and I'm like uh, oh, we've talked about that last year that's where they get drunk <laughs> yeah yep. uh, he says that and then as you're reading he's like oh yeah yeah Mr. Bowman's <laughs> tank <laughs> yep uh I am with Mr. Bowman. I'm going to keep Christmas even Christmas. Not not like completely tanked, but yeah. Yeah, likes me a little bit. Yeah. But yeah, he I mean,
1: you know, he he uh so he takes Christmas day and takes his his lunch or whatever in his room and sees the, the the Punch and Judy stuff come into town and they set up across the street from his hotel and he can actually watch from his window. So yeah, he, he's actually he got banned him, right?
0: Him. Well, doesn't I think bribe. So, yeah. He pays he pays them to set up a certain direction so he can watch them from his window yeah. with an unobstructed view. And and he's actually at a vantage point he can look down into the
1: into the show box. Yeah. Where the, where the puppeteer is. And it's usually just a puppeteer.
0: Right, yeah. And, and, and there's a partner that's the person who seats people and takes the
1: money and 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 so I guess um, because Punch does all this dastardly stuff, yeah, it's kind of like an Alice Cooper concert. <laughs> he he does all this dastardly stuff and at the end of it he kind of gets what's coming to him
0: like an Alice Cooper concert
1: <laughs> yeah yeah like Alice gets the guillotine at the end of the show
0: and punch gets the gallows and it's the two you get some nice foreshadowing and, and right at this area there's some nice foreshadowing going and earlier yeah. but yeah right here yeah. it's really nice too yeah but yeah this is where you find out that it's uh foresta and, and Calpiggy. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, it says I need hardly tell you we're Italian <laughs> foresta and Calpiggy. <laughs> Yes. <laughs> I, that doesn't necessarily mean he's racist against Italians. just means nope. it's obvious from their names. Mm-hmm. You know. And Toby was there. Toby the dog. Yes. Woof. <laughs> a oh good God. Boy. You know, I've uh, I read Toby and I'm thinking, huh. And like, old Toby, the pipe tobacco from Lord <laughs> of the Rings. I'm thinking <laughs> uh, they, they're not related at all. I don't think either of them. I am 100% Mm-mm. sure they have nothing to do with each other, but every time I saw Toby, I'm like, I want my pipe. <laughs> yeah
1: <laughs> well i was gonna say he watches he watches the performance and then when the when the gallows are being you know brought up or put together or whatever which, um, which
0: actually have a, a small note on that too there's a name that is associated with the famous english gal hangman uh mr catch yeah yeah which, and that
1: that's usually one of the, the characters that's usually the executioner in the in the play
0: right and he's actually not just from punch and judy he's actually an english type of uh folklore type of thing and and i do have a little episode based on famous jacks of english fairy tales and kenneth huh, cool we, we can move along that's all i, I want yeah. to say it's for, it's <laughs> foreshadowing ooh, yes. ooh, which is a drink <laughs> damn it <laughs> so yeah he's, he
1: can see down into the show box and as they're, they're getting ready to do the gallows thing, he, he sees some weird stuff. And I didn't really make a note. I just kind of said there was a commotion. I didn't really make
0: a note of oh, Ooh, what the weird uh, stuff actually, was he saw. The other thing I was going to read yeah. was, was a little snippet from here. May, may I? Okay. Yes. Perfect. Go ahead. All right. So, yeah, he's looking down into it. He goes, I expected it to emerge into their view, the audience. But instead of that, there slowly rose for a few seconds an uncovered face with an expression of terror upon it, of which I'd never imagined the like. It seemed as if the man, whoever he was, was being forcibly lifted with his arms somehow pinioned or held back towards a little gibbet on the stage. I could just see the nightcapped head behind him. There's a cry and a crash. The whole showbox fell over backwards. Kicking legs were seen among the runes. And I don't want to give more because otherwise, you know, we can talk about it, but they, they should yeah. still like
1: it. Well, yes, they should. Well, at that point, one of the performers takes off running.
0: Right yeah, yeah well the yes the the letter of the the author of the letters thinks he just sees one person. everybody else thinks there's two, uh-huh, but <laughs> yeah, so they see they see he sees one,
1: everybody else says they see two, and they take off chasing after him,
0: whereupon they come to the uh the chalk pit, mm-hmm. and the man blindly falls over the ledge- mm-hmm. and breaks his neck. And as they are
1: searching the chalk pit, when they go to get him out, what
0: else do they find? Poor Uncle Henry. Yeah. The sack over his head and the throat horribly mangled. Mm-hmm. But then they, they realize that the second guy wasn't there, so they go back, and he actually was dead underneath all the whole show box that had fallen over.
1: Yeah. But the neat part? So, was it the ghost of Uncle Henry that everybody else saw chasing the guy to the chalk pit?
0: could be the ghost of uncle henry it could be the ghost of uncle henry that made like that he saw coming up as the in the hangman's noose yeah that could have been another victim they did this in every town perhaps with the victim of some kind possibly maybe uncle henry knocked it all over though yeah but did uncle henry give him the dream because here is where we find out they weren't italian they were kidman and gallop just yep. as in the dream Mhm. yeah <laughs> everybody's like you find that to be ghostly you wusses <laughs> <laughs> yeah <laughs> i didn't say i sat here and read it and was scared to death it's just uh, no really it well written <laughs> yeah it was it was a very good one um now
1: apparently M. R. james and i may have mentioned this already when we started talking about this mr james liked to do his ghost stories and have them take place around christmas time
0: yeah yeah uh, jerome k jerome the the one i gave a quote from earlier actually talks about christmas ghost stories especially Christmassy for him but yeah. around christmas time at this time was a, a big thing and mr james just totally dug that and got into it yeah i just going to mention also that there are several references at least two i think maybe three references to charles dickens who we mentioned last year yeah for the christmas carol uh, but it talks about, it says, if I could write as well as Boz or explain as well as Boz, and that's a nickname for Dickens. And it talks about the Pickwick Papers. So I know there are at least those two. So, okay. And Dickens died in 1870, which was 40 years before this, 50, yeah. about 50, yeah. about 50 years almost before this was written. So he had a big effect on everything, and they, they kept doing it for quite a while. It's good. And I just like the fact that when people reference this type of thing, they call it um, Jamesian. Yes.
1: <laughs>
0: you would like that. <laughs> well, yes, I would. Grim sigh.
1: <laughs> <laughs> i got to take them where I can find them. <laughs> so, yeah, yeah, if you get a chance, check the story out. Um, we've, we've given you a lot of it, but not all of it. So.
0: But, yeah, I, I agree. should read that. All of you, yes. go out, read it now. We'll wait. Yeah. How long should we wait? I'm full of shit. We're going to move on. <laughs> By the way, I finished my winter welcome. Uh-huh. I just opened Sam Adams old Fezziwig.
1: Uh, see, I'm waiting till probably closer to Thanksgiving to
0: put those in the fridge. Uh, I figured I'm just going to get another box or two. Besides, I, I had an old fezzy wig last year when we did the ghost story, so I figured I should have an old Fezziwig this year, too. Yeah. And again, old fezzy wig is Scrooge's employer from when Scrooge is young in The Christmas Carol. Yes. That would be Ebenezer Scrooge, not Scrooge, Scrooge McDuck. McDuck. <laughs> by, the, by the way, I watched that Scrooge McDuck Christmas Carol episode again yesterday. Still, still fantastic. <laughs> <laughs> they actually have sort of a Frank Sinatra. They, they do the Dugtales theme song, you know, the woo-hoo, but they change it up and make it Christmassy and use nice. a Frank Sinatra type of style. <laughs>
1: Nice. i
0: I recorded it. I may put a snippet in at the end of the <laughs> Oh, that's funny. so yes, whew, man, I can tell that I am uh feeling winter welcome <laughs> <laughs> <sighs> so I'm going to have a uh. tiny sip of this as Jody introduces our next one if, if he doesn't care, otherwise I'll do it when I'm done drinking.
1: Well, um, we decided we were going to talk uh a little bit about a newer Christmas ghost story type thing.
0: Right. And we got lucky
1: um, on this one too,
0: because this is the 30th anniversary of this one. Yeah. <laughs> we didn't plan that either. Nope. So <laughs> J- he said The perfect. Perfect. hundredth of this. And I'm like, I wonder what this one is. Oh my gosh.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs>
1: so yeah, it was awesome. Uh, so this is uh, a, a little something that was written by Neil Gaiman.
0: Yeah, uh, po- they're doing a Christmas card, right? He and his, his artist that he works with a lot, Dave, Dave McKean? McKean. Yeah. Dave McKean. Yeah. Sorry, David. It's uh, originally, well, I know they put it out as a, a Christmas card, but it was originally published in uh, his Smoke and Mirrors compilation thing book. <laughs> 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 this journey. Quest yeah. yeah, that thing. thing. <laughs> <laughs> well, it leaves you out, Pippin. <laughs> uh, it's a very interesting because it's a wonderful take on nicholas of course it's almost as if somebody's being punished in some way in a supernatural fashion so it takes this yes. wonderful bright caring ho ho ho, ho 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 santa and makes it really awesomely dark <laughs> <laughs> yeah
1: i enjoyed this and was surprised i, I mean because I, I knew when i looked at the uh contents, uh, table of contents at the front of the book. That I was like, oh, that's a short one. And then I read it and I'm like, wait, it's that, it's that, that,
0: that short? <laughs> Actually, I've read a few reviews of, of various game and things. And when, when I, Jody said he wanted to do this one, I'm like, well, oh, fuck yeah. But I, I remembered something and I looked back and I know a couple of people have tied this together and they like how they, he puts this figure with, you're going to hear some other names from history and whether you consider them historical nonfiction, or fiction, he, yeah. they, they like that he's merging those together so you get an actual real sort of flavor and either saying they're all real or they're all not. <laughs> <laughs> and, and I like that. And you'll, you'll see what we mean get yeah. towards the end. Yeah. So who wants to start? Uh-huh. I, I did. Okay. I was about to say, Let's do odds and evens, but we can't see each other's fingers. No. All right. I'm, I'm holding my hand up behind my back. If you can guess <laughs> how many fingers are on here, you get the start. How many fingers are on there? Uh, well, how many am I holding up? Oh. <laughs> I'm not Tony Iommi.
1: <laughs> well, I was going to say, how many fingers are on there? Well, four fingers and a thumb. But <laughs> nope. I'm holding a
0: specific number up. Three. Nope, I am holding one up. Can you guess which one? I'm <laughs> oh, oh, well, in that case, uh, one. But I've already guessed three, so guess what? <laughs> well, that means I get the pick, and I want you to go first. Uh, okay. <laughs> I, if you if you got it right, I was going to say you win. You go first. Frick. Yeah. <laughs> 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 You're welcome. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, it doesn't matter to me. I just yeah. Well, that gives. I, I have no idea how this ends up, so you'll get to read more than me, and that, that's that's what works for me.
1: All right. Well, then I will start. Okay. Here we go. Nicholas was older than sin, and his beard could grow no wider. He wanted to die. The dwarfish natives of the Arctic caverns did not speak his language, but conversed in their own twittering tongue, conducted incomprehensible rituals when they were not actually working in the factories.
0: Once every year they forced him, sobbing and protesting, into endless night. During the journey he would stand near every child in the world, leave one of the dwarves' invisible gifts by its bedside. The children slept, frozen into time.
1: He envied Prometheus and Loki, Sisyphus and Judas. His punishment was harsher. Ho, ho,
0: ho. Wonderfully dark. Yes. <laughs> it, yes. Santa. Anyway. Yeah. That, that's, I mean, ghost stories for Christmas time are kick-ass. It's the dark time of the year. Sit down by the fireside, have some spooky good times, and then drink while you're doing it. And then, uh, <laughs> damn it. I'm not even sure if you can hear Jody in the background because it's real low, but I'm trying to, trying to be all cool. And I hear, spooky. <laughs> Uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, i may have to do uh because i know i mentioned it last year I, not, not necessarily smoking bishop or anything but i may have to make a whiskey punch because jerome jerome also mentions that being a big part of it you sit around a fire you, you drink heavily tell ghost stories <laughs> yeah all right then i think i'm good i i know i am we <laughs> hope you all have a wonderful yule tide midwinter Festivity, Feastal, Drunk Slosh Fest? Yeah. All right, then. Until next time, I'm James. I'm Jody. We'll talk to y'all later. Happy Yule. (laughs) Yule! (laughs) Regret this.
1: I knew one of us was about to do something like that. (laughs) Bye. Bye.
0: (laughs) The Macabre Manor is brought to you by the Twin Terrors. All rights reserved. Stay tuned for some fun outtakes.
1: I'm just going to jump in. (laughs) (laughs) Hello? (laughs) Hello?
0: Flow. 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 You know, if uh, I didn't know about Christmas Carol, and uh-huh. you said, Do you want a Fezzi wig? Uh-huh. I would picture a toupee made out of soda. <laughs> I can see that. But anyway, we, we digress. <laughs> yes. <laughs> what
1: else is new? <laughs> I was just going to tell people to look the story up and read it.
0: <laughs> If you remember from one of the Easter, I don't know if it's an Easter episode, but we're talking about the Easter bunny and how they shot him and everything. Oh, yeah. Well, they didn't do that for Christmas, but they did tell me Christmas Eve, they're going to go up on the roof and shoot Santa as he tried to land a sleigh.
1: <laughs> that sounds like your brothers. Yeah. So, you
0: know, it wasn't that morning where I was expecting presents like the Easter basket thing. So yeah, but yeah. we're going to go up and shoot him and you're not going to get anything. Mom! <laughs> <laughs> Your brothers are cool. Well, (laughs) do you say cool or cruel? Uh, I'm not going to tell you now. It can can be two things. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Why do you have trust issues? Me, opens up my family tree. (laughs) (laughs) Uh. (laughs) I was actually
1: belching from the last
0: drink when you said that. (laughs) (laughs) You're welcome. (laughs) Jerome K. Jerome, who I've mentioned at the beginning where he's very satirical and kind of hilarious for back in the thing. He actually makes a point, but he actually talks about, I'm going to give you my story, but anybody who knows me knows that I am shy and don't like to talk about myself, even though I am vastly interesting and everybody would love to hear about it. I just don't like that, but I'm going to for this. (laughs) And it, it, it almost seems like he's kind of making fun of, well, people know that I like ghost stories, so they can't yeah. listen. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's pretty funny. But, yeah, it's, it's good. and You know, because we are nonprofit, educational. Yes. <laughs> if we did this for money, I bet even our small little podcast would get a cease and desist from Disney. Those tightwad bastards. Oh, jeez. Yes.
1: <laughs> yeah, I'm going to start that over. Warfish
0: Navy. Yeah. <laughs> Orfish <laughs> Navies. yo ho yo <laughs> Uh, okay. <laughs> uh, uh, point okay. There with the army of the dead. Does anybody undo <laughs> the boat? Gimli's like, "Fuck yes!" <laughs> I was in the dwarvish navy.
1: <laughs> well, he did travel on the boat down the river. That's <laughs> uh, true. <laughs> so that's about as much of a navy as the dwarves get. <laughs> and eventually, went with his hetero life partner, Legolas.
0: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Life is like a candy cane Here in Blackbird Snowflakes presents That is sling It's a duckler. Mike' My name bells jingle Our trip is Trimble. duck tails. Christmas Eve We're out there Making DuckTales Tales of Christmas Pass and Dried like. What <laughs> up?